We believe that wealth is a journey and that this is your jumpstart to trading success. Everybody and welcome back to the Traders Mindset Show. I'm Mike. And I'm Melissa. And no, this isn't a dating uh, site. This is actually about trading. But we're going to be talking about how what? to cut a loser. Oh my god. <laughs> a loser. <laughs> <laughs> That's one heck of an intro. Okay, well, let's go. So here's how you cut losers. <laughs> but seriously, I, I was thinking about this the other day because, well, uh, I started to remember the, that interview that we did well with Siam Kid, where uh, you have a trade, you have a trade that, that's a winner, uh, and sometimes a trade that's a winner will back up into, you know, and just kind of squat, right? Like it, it's been called squatting, it could uh, be called like uh, a winning horse that's backing up into the gate, and you want to cut those, but you, you don't want to cut a trade too quickly because it, you you might be cutting a, a winner. How do you know? It's a great question. So uh, the study that, that I'm starting to do now, going back through uh, like all my trades from, uh, from this past year, is to, uh, to put the low watermark for every single trade, uh, particularly the, the winning trades. Um, so what's a low watermark? A low watermark is when let's say you you enter a trade at $100 and that trade falls to 97 before blasting off to 200 infinity or uh, beyond right <laughs> thank uh, you buzz lightyear <laughs> so so that 97 uh, would count as the low watermark so what the stat that you want to do then is to go through all of your your past winners and to see how far those past winners dropped uh, while you were still in the trade, right? Like, well, what's the lowest price that it was from your entry point after you entered? What was the lowest price that it hit uh, while you were in the trade? And that will be your quote unquote low watermark. Do you see that in your software or where do you actually um, see that uh, low point yeah, that, in your trading? Great question. So uh, I have a spreadsheet. Uh, that I track all my trades in. Uh, it, it's as simple as that. Like so, to start out, uh, it like yeah, for everybody that that's watching, like you want to start out with uh, some kind of a spreadsheet somewhere that you're tracking your trade. So your your entry, your exit, stop loss, like whatever it is that you want to track. The uh, the more data, the better. And uh, in there, that's where you would go back to the chart uh, of whatever it is that you're trading, and then just see like, okay, I entered at 100. What was the lowest price that it hit after I entered? If it was, what, and whatever it happens to be, you just jot that down, and then you can start to go back and see, well, uh, on average, right? And then that's getting to the point of doing this exercise, you want to see like, well, what's the average that price falls on your winning trades? What's the lowest watermark? Like what's the lowest point that your winning trades hit? Um, and I also like to look at it in terms of R multiples as well. And we, we could talk about R multiples too. But what's the lowest that price falls before, on average, before taking off? Because then that allows us to say, okay, you know what, like I entered at 100, on average, 
uh, a winning trade won't fall more than three or four percent after it breaks out it it'll help you cut a loser faster mm. right like because some trades will uh, break out and then they'll come back in and then they'll kind of futz around for a little bit and, and then fall off the table and it's those that we want to figure out how to eliminate faster like uh and Stu and i actually uh, did a a talk about this recently too that there's five things that a trade could do after you buy it okay what are those five all right so thing number one is what we all hope for it goes straight to the moon mm -hmm. uh thing number two is that it's kind of a gradual increase uh, in price then thing number three is it goes sideways uh number four it it's a gradual decrease down. And number five is it just drops like a stone. And so these are the five things that a stock can do. Yeah. Okay. So when you have those five things, so and you're watching it for this particular trade that you're analyzing, and it hits that on um, that watermark, that low point, how do you like determine that, the, okay, let me just cut my losses here? Because what if it does go up again? Like what, and you're afraid like that will happen with that and, particular and trade. And that's what everybody's afraid of. Mm -hmm. It's that fear of missing out. Yeah. Right? Like that's the big buzzword that, that everybody talks about. Like the fear of missing out. Like, oh, like I don't want to cut this loser because like what if it rallies in my face and then I feel like an idiot? Yeah, then you regret making that decision. Right. So uh, if you're tracking your trades uh, and... Uh, uh, let's say you've got 100 trades uh, on the year, right? And the more trades that, that you have that you're looking at, the better. Like uh, you, if you're starting out and you have like maybe uh, 20 trades uh, or 50 trades, start with that. Like that, that'll give you uh, a decent sample size. But the more you have, the better. So uh, look through the those trades. Uh, and for the winning trades, you want to see like how far uh, does it go back into against you before rallying right because if uh, let's say uh, you've got your block of winners and the majority of them fall maybe three percent four percent like after it breaks out and then it just comes back in mm -hmm. uh, right and then all of a sudden your winner is at a loss but then it soon rallies um so you'd want to say okay on average it comes back x amount so if it starts to fall more than that, then okay, most likely this trade isn't going to rally back again and become a winner. All right, so do you have an example of one that you cut that, um, a, one that, that a, maybe you regretted cutting it too soon or B, that you were glad you cut, you cut it when you did? Uh, so that, great, uh, glad you asked that. So there's two recent <laughs> trades that uh, that I was looking at that, that kind of sparked uh, this analysis. Um, one was Square, uh, and the other one was Shopify. Both of them broke out recently, and, and uh, recently, well, what's today? Today's the, the 10th, mm -hmm. September 10th. So broke out, and then it just kind of like futzed around, and it was kind of like giving, giving technical reasons to stick with the trade, and then uh, maybe about four or five days in that uh, they ended up triggering uh, a full stop loss. And it's just like, well, what what could have been done to exit these trades uh, a little bit quicker? Mm -hmm. And then it uh, sent me on this path of trying to figure out, well, like, what's the average 
that a trade will come back in before uh, rallying. Right? Like so, if you're if you're in a swimming pool, right? And I've heard the, this uh, analogy used before too. And, and uh, you have a basketball, and you put the basketball underneath the water, it should pop right back out, right? So how far down into the water should you be able to push that ball before it like pops you in the face? Yeah. Right? Like that's kind of what we're trying to figure out here. I'm picturing this basketball hitting you right now. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, well, like, and that, that's kind of the principle, right? Like you don't want it to allow it to go down too far because it'll blast you in the face. So like if it is going to be something that pops right back up, then, uh, you know, what's appropriate? Okay. So for Square, for example, was there anything else that could have caused those it to bounce back in a way like maybe there's earnings or well, maybe there's reporting earnings or something different is happening in the company? Are you looking at any of that or are you just looking at that average? I'm just looking for, for this exercise. I'm looking at the average and uh Part of going into it too, right? Like, is the mindset uh, component of this, right? Like, uh, like I see everything as mindset related, and mindset is not just you know uh, like happy, feely, good, uh, good feelings like that. Like, uh, mindset has to do uh, with like understanding, uh, uh, like it, like your approach, your strategy, your you know, understanding that trading is about uh, probabilities. Mm -hmm. uh, so, if you Look at, and this is where looking at all the past trades come in. And if it's just like, okay, on average, and I've got a large sample size, on average, it doesn't fall by more than X, then you're able to say, okay, if it starts falling significantly below that, then the chances are great that it's not going to uh, recover, right? And so it's giving you like one more thing to to help make that decision of should I cut this loser or give it a, a little bit more room. And at least from that point, you're doing it from a conscious level, right? Like that's another part of mindset, a lot like awareness mm -hmm. uh, of like, well, what's happening in your trades from your from your own stats, right? And if you're not tracking your, your stats, then you're kind of oblivious. So generating greater awareness, tracking the stats in this way, can really help improve results by allowing you to kick the loser to the curve. <laughs> right? like, yeah, like if you're dating somebody and it turns out to be a loser, like should you go on like 10 more dates or should you like... Kick him to the curb. Yeah, yeah like, uh, <laughs> like, well, what if you could kick that loser to the curb on day one or day two? And you can find like your real match on, um, yeah, day three. Yeah, if you keep uh, putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Very good analogy. All right. I agree. So, um, like I said, some of this still goes over my head. So I'm sure <laughs> yeah. for some of you, hopefully, uh, this does yeah, translate put, better. <laughs> so put, put your questions in the comments, please. Yes, it sounds like you know, it really comes down to numbers and probability. I think that's what it really it, it comes down to. Like, I'm still in the, in the mindset. I think there's all different styles. Is that looking at the company's earnings, like seeing how things are going. But you primarily are looking for your style is primarily looking at um, the highs and the lows of where it's gone historically right so from the perspective of someone who is trading a little bit more frequently that probably has over a hundred trades on the year like probably uh 
between like 150 to 200 trades on the year. Uh, if you're doing more, then you're going to want to do even more of this kind of statistical stuff. Mm -hmm. If you're if you're trading less frequently, uh, let's say you're you're a longer term and maybe you have like a dozen trades uh, for a year, then it'll be hard for you to get these kind of stats. Um, but at the same time, uh, you still want to have some point where you know that things are not right and you would want to kick the losing trade to the curb. Do you recommend asking somebody for advice or like before you make that decision? Because maybe like you're trusting your gut, but you just really want that other like accountability partner. Like, do you have something like that? Like, do you like when you're like second guessing, like, should I cut it too soon or not? Like, how do you handle that? Um, so. For me, uh, there's a few ways to answer this. For me personally, uh, like uh, I think that gut feel is a very important thing. Uh, like a lot of people uh, tend to think that, oh, like uh, why trust your gut, your emotions? Like maybe it's indigestion. But like, uh, but I think that uh, developing your intuition is a very, very important part uh, of trading because so much of uh, decision making is is based on uh, like being in a in a flow state mm -hmm. uh so you'd want the way that you're going to be able to trust yourself to make good decisions is to continue to make decisions uh, not being fearful of uh or rather expecting that sometimes your, your decisions won't work out but to then have a process in place where you're going back and looking at like okay like what could have been done better here and that's like how you're starting to spiral up instead of like spiraling out of control. Maybe this is good for journaling too, where you're maybe you, you trusted your gut in this one example where maybe it, it actually was fear that dictated. So when you go back through your journal, can we kind of see like how things actually panned out for that particular trade? So the next time you start feeling this way, like be like, hey, is this fear or is this actually like I, I'm trusting myself? I, I'm more knowledgeable now because I've done that back testing that I have a better sense because you've done this countless more times than a beginner has so you can trust your gut and you know like oh, yeah, those like, feelings better than someone who might be just acting out of fear or I don't want to lose all my money oh my god I just put ten thousand dollars on this I don't want to lose it that was my house money or going toward my mortgage or right so like, for, for that I think you're right like maybe it is good to have like a a second opinion maybe or talk maybe talking it out or, you know you have the discord room maybe that's part of the reason where you kind of can feel things out in that room with other people who are more knowledgeable and that that's part of it too right like so for for somebody else that uh, might not have the same level of experience like yeah like uh, you wouldn't want to just go to anybody mm -hmm. right? like you would want to go to people that you like know trust um trade in a similar manner mm -hmm. right like that that's part of the the purpose of the the discord room so that way people could come in there ask me like hey like well what do you think of x y and z uh ideas uh that i have they could ask Stu. they could ask any number of the elite members that that are in there that because we're, we're all trading in our own way but we're all looking at the same kinds of things so you could get different perspectives and yeah well, like ask your community that's great. Yeah, no, just because you're yeah, thinking from more of the beginner perspective, like, yeah, that would be something that would make me feel better, especially if I am going to be cutting my losses. And then 
with that fear of missing out i think that's another thing too like what if it does go back up maybe i just don't know or i don't trust my stats enough or i don't have enough stats to look at well that's one of the things that we talk about uh, in the room quite a bit too uh, like if somebody says uh, like hey well what do you think of this trade it's not just uh, like you know oh well here's what i would do so go do that mm -hmm. it, it uh, like uh, i'm digging deeper whenever somebody asks that to try to find out well what's the intent mm -hmm. right like so the answer for what somebody should do if they're looking at a trade long term like to hold for a year or more is going to be very different from the person that is looking at this to hold for a couple of weeks that's true because the person who's looking to hold it longer they probably have the stomach for these type of ups and downs a little bit better than someone who wants to make those bigger decisions right exactly well like well with bitcoin for example the extreme case last uh i think it was this week this week uh, there was a, a crash and Bitcoin was down maybe about 20% uh, in the span uh, of about an hour or so, right? So people that were short term would be panicking, right? Uh, and uh, there was plenty of articles about like, oh, like you're logging into Coinbase, logging into uh, Kraken or any of these other crypto uh, brokers that... They had some difficulties and they were, were down for a period because like everybody's flooding in, trying to place orders, get me the hell out of this thing. And there were a lot of problems that, that way. Very different perspective from somebody that's doing uh, something that's much longer term. They might see something like that as a buying opportunity. Mm. Right? Well, like that, yeah. That's kind of like, so for, for me, for crypto, like uh, I'm much longer term. So I'm seeing a, that drop and seeing like, oh, oh like I could buy more shares. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, like or not I'm just not because like, Bitcoin, it, well, sure. it, well, no, no, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like buy more Bitcoin. Yeah, buy more Bitcoin. But it, it's not just like, oh, look, a drop. Uh, like it's like going looking at the chart, looking at all the other stuff that I look at <laughs> and saying that, oh, this might be a, a good uh, low risk, high reward opportunity. So you have to be very clear about yeah, so, how you're trading. Yeah, uh, gaining clarity on your objectives, goals, decision-making, like all that stuff is super important. And, that, and that's what we do with uh, in the Discord room and with the Elite program. No, I love it. I love it because I think that for me, like that's the, that's the first step is to really become more clear about how I would go about trading these different, um, yeah stocks i think that's right. the first step for, yeah. for me but for anybody else who has been doing this for some time is to yeah really take a look at their stats really see like when those highs and those low points are historically find the average and then yeah cut those losses when you can so that you can then like i said with the dating analogy find those winning mm -hmm. trades or that winning match that uh you're going to be happier with uh, and one thing about uh that too is that because i think that uh, people could get fearful of like thinking, oh my God, I'm listening to this and it, there, there's too much, get overwhelmed and then just not start. Right? Like, I think that the answer is to start, but to start in a small way, start in a simple way, expect to make mistakes. And like that, that's part of the learning process, right? And so when you are starting out, you shouldn't be trading with money that you can't afford to lose. Mm -hmm. 
right? Like, uh, think of it as your tuition fees, right? Like, uh, how many courses did, no, I don't know about you, but like how many courses did I take like uh, for my undergrad and in grad school that I'm not using right now, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, like the, those are tuition fees uh, that, you, that I had to pay to get, to go through school. So same principle here, like this is your tuition, like those, any kind of losses that you're putting, uh, that you're experiencing, it's tuition fees to the market, provided that you are go, going to learn. I think that's great. And uh, yeah, no, write below in the comments what your thoughts are on how are you analyzing your winning trades mm. or cutting those losses. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. We have more great um, interviews and uh, shows lined up and uh, can't wait how, to see you there. Yeah, how can people get a hold of us like if they're listening to the podcast? Okay. Yeah, that, that's a Go good... to Marowelt.com. We have a contact section. Yeah, that's contact right. Contact us through Marowelt.com. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Don't forget about like that commercial. too. Go to Marowelt.com. I'm sure Michelle will put something on the bottom here. Thanks, Michelle, our lovely editor. All right. So she's a put up with us as, as, as do you, but hopefully, hopefully this has been helpful. And uh, for those beginners like there, don't, don't despair. Like we're, I'm in the same boat and we're going to get there. And with Mike guiding us, you know, we're going to get there faster. So it's great. All right. Thanks so much and make it and run with it. See you soon. Bye. Bye everybody.